This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 7, Episode 17, Le Miserable. And we have just one little announcement for you today. Uh, yeah, you've heard us talk about this for the past couple of weeks. Uh, just a reminder that post-game chatter is coming up. It's the time at the end of every series where we answer your questions with the cast about the things you'd like to know about. If you send us a question, we will answer it. The deadline is May 15th. That is the day that episode 19 comes out. So you have the chance to listen to episode 19 before submitting your final questions. But if you have any questions right now, feel free to submit them before you forget them. But that's it for announcements. So let's move on into words with the gm hi hello gm hi this words with the gm is about series 7 episode 16 hearts and minds a very fun episode uh, with a significant amount of role-playing. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that needed to be resolved, stuff that had been set in motion a really long time ago and, and uh, kind of needed to, to come to a head at this point. And a lot of this can actually be seen in the uh, interplay between Isabel and Mateo when Isabel kind of like reality checks Mateo a little bit. Um, I realized that uh, no one really had seen what was going on in the whole courtship and and pseudo manipulation of um, Caroline, except for Caroline and Mateo and the people surrounding Caroline, none of the actual crew really had the full picture of what was going on. And I felt it was really important that that really got you know, sort of like slapped in the face proverbially uh, to Mateo uh, when he was riding that line between sort of like villain and hero where he was using using a character uh, for his own gain um, to their potential detriment. And and I think that that's a really important thing uh, to keep in mind what's happening to your NPCs um, based on what how the characters interact with them and what they're doing. It's evaluating that is something that I highly recommend doing um, at least after every session that they interact with uh, people because uh, your heroes are affecting the world around them, uh, whether they intend to or not. And so having those um, important people to them really react to those things adds a degree of verisimilitude to not only the NPCs, but the world at large um, to see, to let your players know kind of how their actions uh, really are shaping what's happening around them. Yeah, there's something to be said about considering the emotions of the NPCs around you. It's really easy as a player to sort of forget that the NPCs are people too and just treat it more like video game characters that you can just like port in and out uh, and only pay attention to when it's relevant to what you're trying to do. Exactly. And and with that kind of stuff, it's really important that as a GM, you are... are keeping track of at least in general what everybody knows, because sometimes there will be uh, a character that goes off and does their own thing um, and won't come back and tell the whole story to their compatriots, either because of action or, you know, they forget or something like that. Uh, And so being able to step in and react to something uh, with an NPC is really important. The other side of the coin is doing that all the time can interfere with your player's agency. So it is this is tightrope of like who can interact with this plot point uh, and is the NPC, the best person to do so. Do I think that this is going to be broached by someone at the table? um, Or is this something that needs to be broached by the GM through one of the characters? Is all the questions uh, that you should ask yourself before just kind of tagging in. A lot of times for me, it's a gut feeling because I've been doing this for so long. I kind of get used to it. But 
um, those list of questions will really help, uh, especially beginning GMs where uh, you're not quite sure how much is too much. Um, and that's generally how I measure it. I thought it was really powerful when Isabel uh, stepped up, which was like something like, you know, like no one else could have done. Like you said, none of the, the player characters had the knowledge that Isabel had. So she was really the only person who could uh, broach that topic. But uh, there were a lot of great moments throughout this past episode. Uh, and I want to know which one was your favorite moment. Yeah, my favorite moment was actually one that was a little bit quieter, but I and the rest of the table seemed to really get a kick out of. Um, it was the scene between Caroline and Mateo with Gutbrand standing in the middle of them, remarking on the weather very awkwardly. Um, <laughs> we had a great time sort of playing that one out. Uh, so it will always uh, sort of live on in the, in the great moments around the table for me. Yeah, I did have to edit out a whole lot of laughter. At that point, it was getting pretty late in the night. And uh, just the imagery of these these two who had just had this really really emotional moment with the kind of socially awkward very tall weird looking good brand standing in between them all suddenly having to like have a pleasant conversation while they wait for the rest of the party to come out it was it was great everyone really leaned into it uh but what about you what was your favorite moment uh it was another silly moment that happened in the episode um Earlier in the episode, on the road to Cheroos, uh, we played around with the fact that Bastion is afraid of horses, <laughs> um, which was uh, led to some really funny moments, like Nick knocking it out of the park with Vasion Fears Bastion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, that all was born out of actually... Uh, uh, Bastian's character sheet because uh, as I was like creating him and leveling him up, I was like, well, he's, you know, he's, he's seen a lot. He's been around the world a lot. He knows a lot of things. He should have points in all these skills, even just like one point in theft at least because he's probably done like some thievery stuff before and, oh, he should have one point in this and one point in that. And I kept doing that. And the, the one skill that I never really actually took the time to drop a point into was ride. And I realized that about halfway through the series, I was like, man, this is weird. Bastion's like leveled up into all these different skills, except for ride. For some reason, he's just never, he's never ridden a horse. I don't know. It's weird that he doesn't have that skill, isn't it? And then I, I kind of started joking around with the other players, uh, about how Bastion was afraid of horses and that's why he didn't have any points in ride. Uh, and so we were getting in the carriage. I was like, well, I'm going to sit inside. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to sit by those horses. And then, uh, and then everyone just started playing around with that joke and we, uh, we got some, some pretty funny moments out of it. So that's like a fun, like RPG thing, right? It's a weird character quirk that came out of purely just the way his stats and skills fell on the sheet. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best kinds of quirks, but we still have a few more episodes to go in series seven. It seems like we're, we might be about to get some momentum in finding the second icon, uh, so that we can finish our quest. Uh, and so with that, let's move on in to series seven, episode 17, Le Miserable. Enjoy. I am Bastian Corazon. I hail from the Castilian city of Odysseia, home of the duelist tournament known as the Festival of Swords. Watching swordmasters all over the world compete inspired me at a very young age to take up the blade. Once I was old enough, I joined the Explorer Society as a means to travel to Avalon and study under the masters of the Skaldas Klisa style. However, earning entry to the duelist guild was not enough for me. I have spent nearly two decades since traveling the world, testing my blade against masters and villains alike. Most recently, I have found myself aboard a pirate ship, accompanying a man I consider a brother, Goodbrand Strandbella, on his journey to Numa to uncover lost artifacts. One day I hope to truly master the way of the sword, unlock his secrets, and eventually settle down and found a duelist academy to teach a style of my own making. Until then, I will continue to travel the world and learn what I can the way I know best. Crossing blades with skilled duelists brave enough to face me. Good friend Strandavella, and it is very good to meet you. Please don't be too alarmed from my appearance. I am a Skald Vala, a keeper of runes, a finder of lore, a protector of the legacy of Vestan Manavanyar. 
This may seem like a lofty title, but I promise modern Vestons appreciate far more the achievements of their fighters and their merchants. With the founder of a notable merchant's guild for a father and a mother whose dueling skills are renowned across Thea, I have quite a bit to live up to. Nothing made this more clear than my parents' obvious adoration of Bastian. Today I call him brother, but when my mother first took him into our home for training, I admit my jealousy of his easy demeanor and obvious skill with the weapon. It was this skill that cemented us as a team, working for our respective societies. For the first time, he has taken me away from my home country, on a path that may lead me to the fabled... Thirteenth rune, and with it, the immortality of my name. Ahoy, I am Captain Kirill Tikpentimovich, strongest man in there. <laughs> you believe? <laughs> Maybe strongest. Who is to say? My past is unimportant. Now, I am captain of the iceberg. She is a very good vessel, silent as the grave, and sturdy enough to sailing dangerous waters others won't follow. Excellent for smuggling. I make certain modifications myself after I steal her from Atabian Trading Company, not Kirill's biggest fans. About two years ago, I am finding Stowe, uh, who is nephew of Vodachi Merchant Prince, a man who hires me to smuggle relics. The boy is young, but sharp as tattoo needle. He pays Kiro well to pocket artifacts he likes uh, before they are reaching uncle, and so we are in business. However, coin is not enough. Everyone I am allowed to sailing on the iceberg has their uses. <laughs> Matteo di Caligari, at your service. You may have heard of me. Certainly my uncle is a merchant prince of Odachi, but I am constructing a legacy of my own as a renowned archaeologist for the Explorer's Society. Ever since I was a boy, I have loved to watch my uncle's smugglers deliver ancient artifacts from all over the world. As I matured, I loved even more to skim a few off the top for my own personal study. At 13, my uncle took notice of my mental, if not material, acquisitiveness and sent me to University and Lyceum in Castile, from which I graduated in a prodigious two years, making only minimal enemies in the process. After the completion of my studies, instead of returning home on Capitano Kirill's vessel, I stowed away to sail straight to the source of my desires, the occult ruins of the mysterious Sirnet. By age 16, our mutually profitable arrangement brought us to Vestin Menavignar, where the Explorer Society connected us with the duelist Bastian, the Valle Skald Gudbrand, and a lead that would change the course of our fates forever. The last time we left our heroes, they found themselves face to face with the notorious Amboise Oiseau, having traveled all the way to Cheruz on the guidance of Grindelfjord. In tow, uh, they brought Caroline and Isabel and now stand face to face with Mateo's longtime rival and perhaps new friend. And in a moment of tenuous peace, Amboise says... Perhaps what you say makes some sense. Just this once. And he, like, grins as he shakes your hand. If it's the only time I make sense, I have spent it well. Amboise, you look terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Still better than you, I think. Well, uh, you are certainly more capable of winning the ladies' hearts. But for some reason, they all come to me first. He raises... An eyebrow, potentially considering (laughs) this new piece uh, and whether he had misjudged. I I clap him on the shoulder. Let's get you something to eat, why don't we? Uh, Perhaps back to the Jennies? The Jennies? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess it's weird if you don't know Bastian. Yes, uh, Bastian is a friend of the Jennies for some reason. There are are stranger things, but... uh, I have only just eaten. I am perhaps interested in some conversation. The, the Jenny's Hall is good for anything. 
including conversation, especially private conversation. He 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 just thinks he thinks it's like the only place that you can talk. <laughs> it's the only place I trust to talk. My doors they do not listen into. Amboss's eyes dart to uh, uh, Caroline, who's standing in the back. But of course, uh, le- leads away. We finally let go of each other's forearms, <laughs> which we had been gripping <laughs> tensely yeah. this entire time. And um, is is Brigitte coming, or was she just for this? N- no, she won't be coming with you. <laughs> then, uh, then we go back to the Jennies, I suppose. Uh, yeah, you make your way across town in a a weird sort of line. It. <laughs> doesn't take that much time to arrive at the Jenny's. Well, I will request another room, um, or at least inquire as to having one. I do not know if Amboise is going to stay here tonight. Um, but then I will lead everyone up into our suite so that we can all have a nice little chat. Maybe I'll ask for some tea to be sent up and wine. Amboise is sort of fairly tense. He's not necessarily relaxed. Uh, but yeah, he'll follow you up to uh, your your suite. I sit down. I, I motion for him. Please sit. We should all sit. We can uh, talk this over. Gudrun will pull up a cushion. I lounge lazily in a large chair. Gudrun <laughs> will stand, uh, arms crossed. Amboise stands. Thank you for the offer, but uh, I have a few questions. Well, allow me to put you at ease. First things first, the obvious. Yes, you do not have the idol. I understand. He uh, blinks twice, uh, t- like a, a few times, and, and is like, no, of course I do not have the idol. Why would I have brought it to a duel? <laughs> My eyes move over to Kiro, and the lump in his... shifted to the back. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you're really excited to see what they did when you put them together. <laughs> Wait, did you bring yours to the duel? No, I, I did not bring it. Nor <laughs> it's hidden no. very, uh. very safely. Yes. <laughs> Safest place I know. <laughs> but your assumption is correct. I, I no longer have possession of it. Maybe you know where it is. Of, of course I know where it is. It is uh, for auction at, at Le Chateau de Vie. I, I blanch. I'm like... What? <laughs> it's a, it is an artifact that uh, has served its purpose. It is up for sale? As in this very moment? No, the auction is uh, uh, after the ball tomorrow night. It served its purpose? What, what purpose has it served? I have no use to study it. Well, if you're done with it, I'm sure you wouldn't mind if we tried to pu- procure it then. He he, sort of like looks away in a in sort of a huff. What whatever you do with the icons, the idols, whatever you want to call them, that is your business, Matteo. I am no longer welcome at uh, the uh, the university. They have revoked my tenure, and whatever happens, it it is your your pleasure. Is are, uh, I I do not understand. Are you you have ruined my life, and you have. Pretended to steal the only person I have ever loved, and then you want to talk. You bring me to a Jenny's hall to talk about uh, a thing that has literally ended every ambition I have ever had. What do you want from me? I want to give you a new beginning. I've already sh- uh, shown you. you your your work is not over. That the person who revoked your tenure and mine no longer has the the power to enforce such a revocation. And if you wish to restart your career, I believe we have a bag full of Sirneth artifacts of your discovery that you would uh, be more than welcome to submit to any other prestigious institution. If you have questions for me, I, I am happy to answer them. But in truth, I just want the idol. It has already been submitted to the auction house uh, three days ago. By whom? Bernoulli? No, it's, it, by me. It is. The, it, I am literally, I have nothing. The sale is the only way that I shall not be a pauper on the street. You have the money to hire a duelist. <laughs> it is an old favor that Brigitte owed me. What is it you want, Amboise? 
If you could have anything. He he sort of um, stammers and like shifts his weight back and forth. Just a life worth living. Well, perhaps we could teach you to seek knowledge for knowledge's sake rather than for a university's sake or for a professor's sake. I mean, you said you have learned everything that you can learn from this icon. You clearly have not. It is uh, it is an important Sirneth artifact. We can find something more with this. Yes, why this game of cat and mouse, if not to... Honestly, I thought you were trying to steal this second icon from me as well. You understand that there is more to the puzzle. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts here, if you understand my meaning. That is the point of our career. And as for making life worth living, me stealing the only woman you have ever loved, any uh, affections that Caroline may have for me... I am unfortunately unable to return because I am a heartless cad. But if someone, charming and clever, were to steal her away from me with uh, goodness and a change of heart, well, I would be powerless to stop that, wouldn't I? Is, uh, is Caroline in the room with us? And they, they sort of uh, came through and... Um while you were all sort of like talking about whether you were going to sit or not, sort of passed <laughs> right through uh, and went into uh, went into their um, quarters. Uh, I'll go. She's just on the other side of that door. And was all you have to do is go over and knock. She will answer. His legs kind of like give way a little bit and he sits down. Uh, in one of the chairs um, and says, what kind of life could I provide her? Is She is the sole heir of a, of a university headmaster. She does not need your money. And as for uh, your own fortune, I must admit the first time you gave these artifacts away, it was for a pittance to an idiot. He, he uh, contemplates kind of Everything you've said for a minute, he's quiet. And then he stands back up. I will help you if I can in retrieving the icon. The auction house, once you give it over, they they are like a, like a vault. I know that there are many a person interested in it, including the people I originally procured it for. Ah, so they did not take it from you. They tried to betray me. Mm, that is what Bernoulli's do. But I uh, am clever enough to know not to bring everything you have to a meeting. He glances over at Carol. So the people you procured it for, Giovanni Bernoulli, is he working alone or is his father behind this? Though he says that it is his father, uh, I believe that he is working to usurp his brothers. That's a blessing <laughs> that uh, that he does not work with the full Bernoulli force at his back. Was he working with a pirate by the name of Seamus O'Kaley? He is uh, the one they sent to uh, dispatch me before I, uh, they realized they could not get what they wanted. And where was his last loan location? I saw him in Vodachi. Ah. I have been running... And hiding ever since, it is only since I have returned to Charouz that I have actually been free to go outside as my family would never allow such an atrocity to happen to me in my hometown. Well, that is good to hear that you are at least safe. What did Bernoulli want with the icon? Do you know? The icon and its pair are said to lead to inexorable power. Power? That's not what we heard. We heard the truth. Is truth not power? No, it is very often the opposite. But, uh, lastly, are you a sorcier? The icon got here very fast, very quickly, from uh, Vodachi, according to our sources. Of course not. Only those of royal lineage have bought. I think you are operating under some mistake. If you are helping us, Amboise, I do need you to be completely open. I have not concealed anything from you. Against my better judgment, I might add. Do not follow the path of Matteo. 
Do not weave lies wherever they are convenient for you. That is not the way that, that you can win the heart of a woman like Caroline. She respects truth and honesty and openness. That is the path you must follow. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Bastian. I lean over to Bastian. I'm sorry, the, the path of Matteo? That's what you think the path of Matteo is? Shush. <laughs> oh, you're a very smart Bastian. Even if I was or had such a gift, it would not help you because the only place that um, I, if I had such a gift, could return is, is uh, to Charus. Oh, we are not asking anyone, you or otherwise, to bleed for our cause. I just do not like fighting ports. They are very squarely and hard to pin down. Amboise stands up. Here is the address of my family home. I shall be there should you need. I take it in like your home address, Amboise. I shall deliver it to Caroline. Tell her whatever you wish. And he gets up and he, and he leaves. Tell her yourself. I thought he was supposed to be smart. Even the most clever among us are often the most foolish. How long have you known me, Bastian? Fair enough. <laughs> so, we need to steal an auction? What are we on? Well, Capitano, I, I know it is. Um, it would perhaps be the easy road to uh, come by this, um, this icon honestly, as honestly as it can be, having been stolen and sold. But think of how much my uncle would pay you directly if we got it for him at a discount. I'm not used to smuggling without the sea to my back, but Carol is up for a challenge. <laughs> you have your ship's wizard. <laughs> we cannot fail. <laughs> Where is the auction house? Bastian, how long ago uh, were you last in Cherus? I say, I say it was probably uh, five or six years ago. Okay. So, uh, you've never heard of uh, Chateau de la Vie. Uh, you ask Caroline, and she goes, Le ch Chateau de la Vie? Well, it is uh, the old king's castle. It is where Le Mousquetaire uh, live and train. It is a place for balls and uh, other events of high dignitaries. Why do you want to know? We might be attending an auction there tomorrow. And a ball. Oh, uh, that, that, so, that sounds lovely. Uh, it is to procure the icon. It is up for auction. Oh, uh, then maybe perhaps you can get them both and, and find what you are looking for. <clears throat> that is the hope, yes. I, uh, I look at the, the address in Matteo's hand and I nudge him. Ah, yes, um... This address may not have received an invitation to the ball. I think if it came from you, it would be very enticing. Uh, she looks at it. Oh, uh, he left this for me? I believe he was too afraid to leave it for you. So he left it with Matteo. Oh. This boy, he likes you. But he does not know if you like him. Men are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that finally cracks a smile on her face. It's the first time that she's smiled in a while. Uh, that you've seen. And we often get hung up on our own ego and don't think about anything else and assume that we are not worthy of someone as beautiful and intelligent as you. Uh, you are, in fact, quite intimidating. I agree. She, she uh, smile, continues to smile. Um, well, uh, then I am in good company. She, she looks at Carol, <laughs> good friend, <laughs> Bastian, and even Mateo. Well, we have good personality. <laughs> you have wonderful personality, Captain. Oh, he blushes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, go to this boy's house. Tell him he's stupid and make a life with him. I, I, I think maybe I will accompany the captain to the ball. Oh, Captain. Whatever the lady wishes. <laughs> and if... Amboise feels as he says, then he will come. And if not, uh, he will not. Literally the last man in Thea you want to walk up to and ask, may I cut it? <laughs> Perhaps 
that is my thinking as well. <laughs> uh, I suppose I uh, have to find something to wear as we left everything I owned back in Odyssea. Well, luckily, we are friends of the Jennies. I'm sure they could provide something uh, fairly modest for you. It is a wealth. Please go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Merci beaucoup, monsieur. And she goes shopping. Uh, I turn to Isabel and I go, care to go to a ball? Well, I'm going, but uh, I haven't been asked yet. Well, have you not? No. Well, perhaps I will see you there. <laughs> perhaps. I might be too busy. I agree. And say, we need to uh, go and stake uh, stay the place out. I assume you are going to accompany Caroline on your shopping? If uh, you're sure you can get by on your own with your uh, little swords, then uh, I'm happy to take the day off. I will certainly try. Uh, good luck with the uh, locals. And she walks away. Uh, we go to the auction house. The auction house, uh, the, the old castle or the... House of Life, um, as it were, um, is a, is a palatial estate right in the center of Sharu's. Uh, it's um, got a high-walled gravel or stone uh, courtyard um, with um, bright, light-colored stones. Uh, it is one of the largest houses in all of there. You know from Caroline that it now houses uh, Le Mousquetaire, which are um, the King's Guard um, and uh, and the basically the the military, uh, the elite forces of the Cherus military. The public areas are uh, open during the day, so you are welcome to uh, walk in uh, to. Uh, the ex- exhibition where uh, it's just like a ple- pleasant gardens and then uh, the interior is like uh, very nice with with like burnished marble and um, large sweeping staircases um, and and huge glass windows. As you walk up, you can also see the cathedral of the city. Um, which has uh, a huge rose window and uh, extremely tall towers um, on either side uh, on its island in the center of the river. Uh, As we are walking around and through, Mateo walks silently, almost trance-like, taking in all of the uh, various... uh, um, facets and aspects, uh, hallways, nooks, crannies, um, anything interesting or notable about this place. And I'm spending a hero point to activate. I've been waiting for this as I meditate on the challenge to come of breaking in and out of this place unnoticed. How close is this place to the river? The northern wing is about 50 feet from, from the river. Uh, then it is these 50 feet that Carol focuses on. Uh, if there is going to be an auction here, perhaps we can find someone to give us a tour. You are, in fact, a Galagari. They may be interested in showing you uh, how the auction house works so that you can spend your money here. Mm. So it is. As long as they don't know I am exiled. <laughs> can we get into the auction house? And is there someone who, like, runs it? There doesn't seem to be, like... Any external houses on the estate lands. After like touring a little bit of the interior, you think that maybe the the ball and the auction will probably take place inside the chateau. Sure. Is there a steward or uh, like an administrator wandering around that I may speak to? Uh, yeah, so there, uh, you, you ask around to see if there's any, any, like, coordinator or, like, steward or, um, administrator, um, and it turns out that there is one, um, and, uh, her name is, uh, Louise Marie-Francoise de Beaufort. I assume you ask to see her? Oh, yes. Sure. Um, so, uh, a woman comes out in traditional sort of, um... Montaigne garb, which is like a the 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 like wide necked gown, sort of like hanging on the shoulders with um, puffy draped sleeves, um, a deep corset, 
and then uh, and then like a, a wider um, skirt. She uh, has black wavy hair and um, very fine features. Uh, she's uh, young for for a chief administrator, for sure. Me too. Um, she she's definitely got like a, a clean cut, practical air about her. Uh, and she comes up. Um, Bienvenue, uh, gentlemen. Ah, you must be Louise-Marie-Francois du Buffot. My name is Matteo di Caligari of the Vodaci Caligaris. Welcome, sir. What is it that I can do for you? Well, I am here on behalf of, uh, of my uncle, of course. Um, I have heard that there is an auction tomorrow night after the ball. Uh, that is correct. Ah, and I have heard there are many very interesting things up for sale. I just had a few questions. I wish to see the auction house. Uh, for a moment, and uh, just uh, to get a feel for the place. I like to make myself comfortable somewhere before uh, I'm to do something, before I am to do business there. Well, you are in fact in luck. Uh, the auction will take place in uh, the open room you stand in now. Ah. Uh, the, the items will be presented um, here. Uh, we will uh, then bring them up to the balcony uh, up there. Uh, as the auction begins uh, for bidding, people will bid here. Uh, and then at the end of the evening, we'll be able to collect their things upon payment. Uh, the ball will be taking place in the grand ballroom uh, to your right. Uh, of course, it is uh, under decoration at the moment, so unfortunately, I cannot show it to you. Uh, I would not want, wish to spoil the grandeur. We are very happy to uh, have you here, of course, uh, Senor Caligari. Uh, have you made accommodations yet in uh, in Charus. that i have thank you very much uh, uh i don't i don't require any any further generosity than you have already shown me would you like an escort of musketeer to uh, accompany you throughout the day oh I, I step up a little bit oh <laughs> no thank you my escort will be the sword of castile himself uh one bastian corazon you may have heard of him as well uh she nods her head senor corazon uh, a pleasure i do have a question for you madame dubuffet my uh, my charge. If you were to purchase anything at the auction, what kind of guarantee does he have uh, in the security of uh, the items uh, uh. between him uh, finishing the auction and the delivery to uh, Vodashi? Ah, yes. You have heard, of course, of the infamous Caligari vault. You will forgive my impertinence if I am very concerned with the security of the things that I purchase. Of course, monsieur. The... Musketeer uh, will be guarding all of the items until they are turned over to uh, their new owners. Uh, of course, as soon as the owner takes possession of the items, then uh, we are no longer liable for them. Of course. A finer guard in, in uh, Montaigne does not exist, I am sure. Merci. And... Do you happen to have a ledger or manifest or catalog of the things that will be going up for sale tomorrow night? There are many items, uh, but uh, the formal list uh, is, is not yet available, of course. All proceeds are going uh, to continue the service of Le Mousquetaire and the Les Efants uh, Orphans. I don't know what that is. Uh, the, the children. The, the orphan children. Yes. Well, thank you very much. I don't believe we have any further questions. You've been very helpful. I am, of course, glad to be of service. A pleasure to meet you, of course. Uh, come, Massion, let us uh, admire Le Grandieu. As you wish. <laughs> Bastian, so uh, if we do not wish to take money from Lef Enfant and uh, uh, tangle with the mousquetaire. Perhaps we wait until after the icon is purchased. Uh, Amboise gets his, uh, gets his fortune. Um, the Enfant gets their cut of the proceeds. And we don't have to fight the mousquetaire for our, uh, for our prize. We only need to um, cozy up to whoever purchased the icon. Well, that will most assuredly be Mernuli. Yes. Well, I'm going to have to confront him at one time or another. <laughs> Perhaps we look into where he, what his exit strategy is. 
assuming he's not going to teleport. It basically, we need to pull in a boss. We, just, <laughs> we need to have him get the thing by all rights and then take it from him. <laughs> no, we do not want to, to steal the money from the orphans. So if no. we can steal it from Bernoulli after he has paid for it, that is much more preferable. Agreed. I will procure a riverboat. The north wing of this museum is only a short uh, stone throw from the river. It's a pretty excellent getaway idea. Uh, but after that, I must prepare for my debut. <laughs> <laughs> Kirill, you might need to wear a shirt. I am prepared. Well, uh, Kirill is going with Caroline. Uh, uh, Bastian, I assume you'll eventually go around to get around to asking Isabel... Uh, Matteo, would you care to attend the ball with me? <laughs> Good brand. I would be honored. <laughs> <laughs> then I suppose I will have to go shopping as well. Hot. We all go shopping. We go shopping. <laughs> you, you guys go shopping. After I am done helping Good Brand, uh, no, it's supposed to hug your neck like that. That's actually how it's supposed to go. It just feels so restrictive. I, ca- I can feel no, like I can barely breathe. I mean, it is incredibly restrictive, but fashion is pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose that's why I never got the neck for it. <laughs> uh, and once I have helped Good Brand... Uh, I I am going to go, and I'm going to buy an outfit for Isabel. Okay. Um, I will find the most versatile dress I can, uh, one with a hem that could very easily be cut to give her motion to fight. Sure, you do. Good friend goes to find a fancy uh, montane bathhouse and has the oils scrubbed from his head and uh, is perfumed and perfectly cleaned and primmed and proper, has his beard trimmed. He's going to look his best for this. Uh, I also do uh, procure a, a sturdy robot for us um, that uh, I moor to bottom of slope behind the museum. So you guys, um, you've still got a day. Is there anything else you'd like to accomplish? I have a lot of preening to do. <laughs> At some point in the afternoon, I do knock on Isabel's door. The day of? The day of. <laughs> okay. She's there. I am simply holding the dress I bought her. She smiles. I'll see you tonight. It will be my honor. Thought you would never ask. You don't know me at all, do you? And I, I hand the dress and, to her. And she reaches behind the door. No, not at all. And she hands you uh, a suit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I take it. I look. He's in my measurements. Yeah. Uh, and, and I say, glad to see you have not forgotten. And I, I walk to go get dressed. Yeah. Okay. So you guys get ready and uh, head over to uh, Le Chateau de Lévis, where there is a, a line of carriages and, um, and, and people waiting to go into this, to this event. It takes a little while for you to get to the front. The gentleman who is um, calling names uh, out to announce everyone stands at the door. He's in an a incredibly well fitted suit uh he's a he's a tall thin man with a, a black hair and a pencil mustache which is old-fashioned uh as men, many if not most of the men at the event are clean shaven uh, it seems um clean shaven is de rigueur and uh he he looks up from his scroll Bonjour, he says. Yes. And you are? Matteo di Caligari and Goodbrand Stranvella. And you are? <laughs> Monsieur Duncanfurter of the Duncanfurters. Uh, yes. Senor Caligari and guest. I'm sorry, Goodbrand. I'm sorry. They didn't get your name on the list. I think... Monsieur Duncanfurter was afraid to pronounce your name. <laughs> I can understand that. Perhaps I do not want him to pronounce my name. <laughs> uh, I understand your concern. We walk in. Hello. <laughs> and you are? Uh, Captain Tikvin Timovich and Mademoiselle Nisois. Mademoiselle Nisois and Captain Tikvin Timovich. Hello. <laughs> and you are? 
Bastian Corazon, Sword of Castile, and Milady Isabel McAllister of the Highland Marshes. La Espada de Castile, Bastian Corazon, and guest. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I escort Isabel in. Does everybody in Montaigne speak like that? That is a, a ridiculous accent. That was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, you know, you hear in the background, Monsieur Toulot and guest. <laughs> and it just keeps going. Yeah. He just he just does not stop. I turn to Isabel and I go, I suppose I owe you a drink. And I take her over to where the champagne is. Sure. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's like past plates of, of hors d'oeuvres. There's a, a banquet table set up um, and uh, past uh, drinks as well. Uh, Mateo transforms into... Uh courtier Matteo uh, and um, begins like um, he he puts on his um, smiling noble face and and traipses about the the ballroom uh, making small talk chatting and taking careful observations of who is here you don't see uh, Giovanni uh, Bernoulli anywhere yet uh, he's always fashionably late um as you well know, you do uh, note uh, Louise is amongst the guests, uh, seemingly uh, in control of whatever situation she's uh, currently encountering. Um, I respect her very much, and I wish not to ruin her occasion. There is an honor guard of mousquetaire uh, lining the ballroom, and a string quartet is in the corner playing um, lively, generic music in the ballroom uh and in the entryway there are in fact small columns uh with a a, a mousquetaire uh, next to each one of the artifacts for auction the the icon is there as well uh i will covet it for a moment <laughs> <laughs> sure uh it is uh item number five out of what looks about 20 i will covet some of the other ones too <laughs> <laughs> Are any of the other ones uh, Sirnith artifacts, or is the is this one unique in that respect? There are certainly other statues with, um, like, Numenari or Thayan. Mm. Um, there's nothing with Sirnith on it. Um, but there are certainly a few. Uh, there's a handful of artifacts, um, what you guys would consider artifacts. There are also paintings and statues um a ceremonial like sword set there's a beautiful golden astrolabe um as well good brendan mateo nerd out about uh, a couple of the items pretty hardcore yeah <laughs> oh, did you see the new minari one? Oh, are you kidding me the the filigree around the edges just oh, just beautiful fantastic <laughs> Meanwhile, Isabel and I are looking at the men standing next to the icons and judging them all and trying to decide how we could best beat them. <laughs> uh, it is a very fun game. <laughs> uh, the clothes make the men. Carol is perfect gentleman in uh, trying to show uh, Carol in a good time, even though she's young enough to be his... <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Amboise or anyone else we might know at the... Yes, there's a there's a few people. Um, Paldi from uh, the Jenny's Guild is is there, looking resplendent. Uh, Cedric is also there, and funnily enough, of course, Sir Roland Blackwell is also attending uh, <laughs> the the event of the season. Oh man, when I see him, I I'm not I not actually surprised. I suppose <laughs> I like this guy. I I, I uh, when I see him, I go oh. Of course I would find you here. Old chum, how are you doing? Of course you're here. Sword de Espada already in your head. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, unfortunately I'm uh, only here for a little bit of pleasure and, uh, and a great deal of mischief. Aren't they uh, a little bit of the same thing? Here, come, have a drink with me. Uh, of course you know Isabel McAllister. Uh, my lady... Hello, Roland. <laughs> <laughs> she drinks deeply from her glass. What is this uh, mischief that's about? Anything good? Uh, I'll I'll bring him over to a small standing table in the corner, and uh, I will I will actually fill Roland in on our on our current plan. Ha! Huh. 
of course, if you need any help, I shall be none of that. Uh, <laughs> but if you need a perfect distraction of some kind, I'm always happy to accidentally knock over a cello. They're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, uh, until such a time as you want to ruin my night, I think I'll be uh, finding a company if you'd like to join me. But uh, unless you two are suited again. Hey, look, do Isabel. Uh, she's wandered off. I think you've lost your companion. I'll go see what she's getting up to. Do not wander too far. Never. Uh, and I go to try and find Isabel. He smacks your butt on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> He looks very good in his pants. But also, they are a little tight in the nether region. She did not quite get my measurements right. <laughs> uh, the dancing begins. Mateo and Goodbrand are uh, surprisingly graceful together. <laughs> Goodbrand, I never took you for a, such a lead. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, the Leagstra and the uh, ballroom dancing, they're, they're not so different. <laughs> Yeah, similar for Kirill, a wide arcing swings, uh, surprisingly light on his feet, uh, but Caroline seems distracted. Maybe uh, less distracted and more trying to keep my feet on the ground. <laughs> After the dancing has begun uh, and uh, uh, one of the dances is over, Kirill, you feel a tap on your shoulder. Yes. Uh, it's Ambroise. Uh, Ambroise, how are you? Um, Glad to see you made it to the party. Uh, wait, may I cut, cut in, if the lady will have me? Oh, uh, of, of course, uh, Captain, would, would you care, would you mind? Oh, not at all. They, uh, they will go to washroom and enjoy. And they start to dance, a little, like, shyly at first. They seem to get along better as the evening goes on. If anybody is watching. Mateo. Mateo, Mateo what's happening? Oh. Mateo is watching. Uh, tries to keep his face unreadable. Did I find Isabel or was she actually up to something? <laughs> <laughs> Isabel and Roland have never been great friends. Of course. She's a marsher. He's not. Uh, he's high, He's a nobility. She's not. Uh, they just kind of give each other a wide berth for the most part. So you do find her. Okay, good. Uh, she's uh, finishing another drink. Oh, hello. What? Uh, how are you? I bought her another drink. Thank you. I suppose we both slam our new drinks, uh, and then I take her to the dance floor. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, the dancing stops. They clear the buffet away, and... Um, they announced that the auction will be beginning momentarily. Any uh, pre-auction bids must be put in now before uh, before the items are withdrawn for for the auction block. A few minutes later, Louise comes out. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Uh, if you could please uh, move into the grand hall, uh, we will begin the auction momentarily. Uh, and she uh, retreats supposedly into the grand hall to um, administer the auction. Um, as you follow through, that's where we'll end our session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions, all rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by John Wick Presents. 7C is a trademark of John Wick Presents. For more information, go to www.johnwickpresents.com.